Lindsay Atwood here. Welcome to the kickoff of Season 2 of the Steven Universe Podcast. I'm so excited to be able to bring you guys another in-depth look at the making of one of my favorite shows, and this time we're going to be exploring the people and places that make up the Steven Universe world. We're talking about the cast of characters and their surroundings, and of course, the music, and we're going to be doing it with the Crewniverse. And I'm sure you can guess, of course, we're going to be starting off today with the star of the show, Steven Universe. Zach Callison, who voices Steven, and Grace Rolek, who voices Steven's best friend, Connie, are both back to talk about their character's relationship and growth and some of their favorite moments and favorite songs in the show. And Steven Universe himself drops in to answer a few questions on his own. But before we get to all that, let's start the conversation about Steven with creator Rebecca Sugar and former executive producer Ian Jones-Cordy. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, totally. So let's jump into it. There's uh, been a lot going on in this past arc of uh, the whole fallout from the whole world debacle. And uh, Steven's gotten a lot of development. I know that you, you talk about how you've um, based Steven off of um, your brother, Steven Sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would be cool to talk about the ways that he's like similar and different and how they've sort of diverged or converged as Steven has developed. So like what parts of Steven's arc or personality are drawn from Steven Sugar and what, what's completely original? Well, I think that one common thread between Steven the character and Steven my brother is that he can be really selfless, especially when it comes to sort of cheering me up when I'm down. I think in a lot of these stories, he's sort of putting himself second. A lot of the stuff that, at least from what I remember, like going back to the beginning of the series, uh, a lot of Steven's temperament came from Steven, the real Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of like his love of like goofy jokes, just sort of doing weird things to get a laugh out of people that's very much oh, that's yes that's something that your brother does that's really steven that that's like you know a thing that actually the steven in the show doesn't do as much as the real steven is puns we started out with having steven do, <laughs> do a lot puns, of puns yeah but steven does but way more than the character the real steven he does so many puns that it's like it would be unrealistic to make it a cartoon character <laughs> it's like i've witnessed that yeah. <laughs> it's real yeah um, <laughs> but yeah stuff like that i i would say like was a real good jumping off point just the general temperament of being a good friend and a good brother and wanting to, you know, bring a smile to someone else's face. That's sort of like Steven as a character. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about, you know, Steven from episode one, Gem yeah. Glow, a joke I see a lot of people make is like the episode one Steven, you know, Steven is upset about his ice cream getting discontinued and like episode 100 of Steven Universe is like, Steven right. bears the weight of his mother's war crimes in front of yeah. an intergalactic court or whatever. It's a fun meme, but <laughs> yeah. actually in episode one, Steven is worried that his power isn't going to work. Right. And he is sublimating those feelings onto ice cream. Mm-hmm. So, like, There's it a, was, there is depth in the view. Yeah, there it, is, was yeah. Always, it was always uh, very, right. like, you know, dark because, like, you know, he was worried that he wasn't a full person. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't know. I, I get I get what people are going for with that, but it's not quite... I don't know if it's quite accurate. I mean, part of that, too, was like when, when I was pitching the beginning, yeah. I had some writing for the... I think what was going to be the first episode. Yeah. Maybe it was even the shield board uh-huh. um, where I was sort of like... Like the beginning was like, Stephen sits on the beach and thinks about the fact that he'll never know his mother. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it was and very dark. That, that raised the flag <laughs> yeah. at the time. People were like, what is this going to be? And I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is a, an important And it wasn't so much that we um, wanted to stop going that deep with Steven's character. It's just that because he's a kid, he can take those sort of deep thoughts and imprint them on, you know, more relatable things like it's ice cream going away, not being able to transform into a cat, like, you know, like sillier stuff. Right. You know? Things that are like an immediate problem for him yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But they become stand-ins for his actual like en- existential problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Watch the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and then, yeah. And I would say like, as far as his arc goes, uh, I can speak to the beginning of the series, and you could you could go into the later. Oh yeah, that makes but sense. But I would say like, okay, so there's there's two big tent poles. The first one is Stephen and the Stevens. Kind of up until that point, Stephen, and this was by design. We basically kind of took the real Stephen's personality, and amped it up to eleven to have him be the most annoying, most tag along <laughs> like little kid possible. And that was the joke. I mean, we all thought it was hilarious. I don't, Wait, like, and Stephen and the Stevens? No, no, no. Everything before that. Mm. Stephen and the Stevens is where he realizes that he's, that that he's, he's like annoying. That. Yeah. Yes. Because um, something that I always find really funny uh, about any kid as they grow up is, and it happens to some people in dramatic ways and some people less dramatic, but you have no um, awareness of the world outside of you. And you just think like, well, I'm having fun. I'm great. These are all things I like. So yippee. And you're just super annoying, (laughs) you know, and you're like, you have no, you have no realization that there are other people in the world. Right. There's like like that moment where you realize other people have had experiences that you didn't have and they didn't have your experiences that you had. Mm -hmm. And And like a a, a light goes off. Yes. And actually, so Stephen and Stevens is that for Stephen. Where he finally is outside of himself and he's like, wow, I can be really annoying, <laughs> you know? Um, uh-huh. And he actually, that original Steven is gone. But I think like the new Steven, seeing what came out of that is kind of like, from that point, he is like a little less annoying. My favorite part of that is the, what's it? The what have we become? And then one of them is like, what have what we become? Have we become? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh, I forget. Man, that wasn't my was, joke, was it? Am I being? Um, I think we I all picked it in the, I think that's it happened Joe, in the room. Yeah, it was me, Joe, something yeah, between me, and Joe, Joe, and you. Yeah. yeah. And then Joe wanted to put a pilot Steven in that group of Stevens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. I veto that? Uh, no, I think we. I think it was in there, and oh. we actually sent it, oh, but they it, didn't draw it. It is yeah. there. It's just, yeah, they, yeah. they were very used to yeah. drawing it's show Steven. It's a shame. Steven. It's a shame. Because that's a Sun Min episode. Yeah, that and they, was Sun Min. Yeah. Uh, they didn't work on the pilot. They didn't work so. on the pilot, yeah. And then um, the second tent pole is the test. Where Yeah, the test is huge mm, for him. Where... Steven, for once, actually gets to see the gems talk about him without him there. And then from that point on, I think he kind of changes a lot there, too. That's kind of where things switch from the gems keeping Steven in a bubble to Steven keeping the gems in a bubble. Yeah, that that one is so pivotal because up until that point, he thinks they have some sort of plan for him and Mm -hmm. that he has been... Uh, doing a bad job keeping up with it and it's the first time that he sees them admit that they don't really know what they're doing and they don't really know what's going to happen to him Um, and I think the most interesting thing about it is that he in a a way he almost takes a it's not that he takes a step backwards but 
he ends up lying to them for the first time ever yeah, yeah. Uh, by making them believe that they're that, that they're competent and in, yeah. a, in a way in a way it's almost like a revenge move because they've been sheltering him from the fact that they don't know yeah and it makes them look really kind but there's but yeah. it's sort of deceitful and then he does the same thing to them which is like it's he shows he shows yeah. them the kindness of like making them feel like they just did a good job mm-hmm. which is what the whole test is is which like is one one for. big fake thing that yeah. makes will make him feel like he did a mm-hmm. good job which will keep his confidence up and he just yeah. does that to them and everything that's cruel about the fact that they were doing that to him yeah. he does it to them but he also like sincerely he does it in a way that's sincerely kind mm-hmm. it's i think it's the most <laughs> complex <laughs> it's really emotional complex. moment in the show and the test c- kind of came out of like you know those first episodes we had them done and i think we had all kind of understood within the writers room that the gems were kind of taking him along on these missions as like this tag along kid and sort of like and they're all softballs they're like- softballs yeah and they're all kind of like "Ooh, what would you do steven you know and right. i think we got that, but then when we saw the actual episodes come back, it was like, oh, we should explore that some more. That was one of those things that presented itself, mm-hmm. you know. Well, we a lot of those episodes were unpacking, because all that stuff you had seen up till then, like, Stephen didn't really know yeah. what the context was yeah. for what these monsters were, for mm-hmm. what for what these missions were, for what the gems are at all yeah. so we started we had to unpack it like one thing at a time like mm-hmm. what are the what are the monsters really what are these missions really yeah what are the gems really like just just yeah it was all kind of setting the table and then yeah by the test we were able to actually like dig in a little deeper and 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 tell people what those missions kind of were yeah and then past that what are steven's big tent poles oh I'd my gosh well i think um mindful is big one mindful is big mm. well Marble Madness is kind of big in mm. in the way that he and I think Marble Madness can't happen without the test because yeah. he he takes the lead because he's basically like oh I actually we're actually in a situation where Stephen kind of knows a little more than the champ yeah he well yeah. he takes the lead but only because he knows that they're in over their heads mm-hmm. which is which is a state that he's comfortable in yeah. but then everything gets <laughs> everything gets worse I, there's a lot of like up and down mm-hmm. you know jailbreak is yeah huge for him but like um yeah mindful is big i mean everything i think is kind of leading up to are you my dad i am my mom where steven finally feels like he can make a decision that big on his own and like really take responsibility whether it's right or not he feels like he can do it yeah yeah for sure like explicitly just like defiant to the gems, yeah. 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 There's so many tentpoles. Warp Tour is a big tentpole. Oh, it's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> the first time he actually gets Warped really tour, frustrated gets, with them. He gets yeah. mad at the gems. Um, for real. And yeah. then, but uh, Dream is big too. Uh, yes. Yeah, I remember Dream, working, yeah. working on Dream or Steven's Dream when he finally uh, really cusses them out for keeping him in the dark about stuff and he knows they do it and he knows they kept doing it yeah yeah um i think i remember being in the room working on the scene where he he holds the book up in their face and yeah. it's just like i know you know about this and and like really it was it's always yeah. it's always a treat to see steven transform into ha- from happy-go-lucky steven into sort of like moody teen steven uh where he's yeah like, you <laughs> he's know, 14 he's yeah. like yeah where he's like 
Okay, I'm going to drop the act for a second. I know there's things going on that you're not telling me. Yeah, right. and I, I yeah. think a lot of that, too. Like, he, his brightness is very much to keep things mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of that is for them. I think he needs it, too. But it gives, I think it might give them, it gives them a false sense that he is less aware of what's going on than yeah. he is. Absolutely. Um, and I think he's just sort of used to that. Used to knowing that that's how that's the status sort of sort of the status quo. Even as he becomes more and more aware, he kind of keeps up this illusion that. Mm-hmm. And the test is a part of that too. Yeah. He absolutely does that in the test. I think that's where he starts doing where that. he starts and he growing that facade. Yeah. yeah. But then the cracks start to show. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of how important that episode was, but it's definitely yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big turning point for the character. And it all sort of paid off in the. The recent arc, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Thank you guys so much for coming and talking to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Okay, Zach Callison, the voice of Steven Universe, and Grace Rolek, who voices Steven's best friend, Connie, are coming up. All right, I am joined by Grace Rolek and Zach Callison today. Thank you guys so much for coming and talking to me. Hey. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Today we're going to be talking about Steven and uh, uh, the influence music has on the show as well. So for Steven, you know, for the whole show, actually, you know, songs have been a big part of the character since like episode one. Um, but in this like latest run of episodes, right, there wasn't any songs. And they actually had a gag about it in um, <laughs> Raising the Barn where Steven like sits down yeah. with the ukulele. He's about to play something and then he just like gets interrupted and it gets cut off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved that. I was like, are they actually doing this? The show has to be self-referential. Yeah, right it's pretty great. Very meta. What did you guys think about that? The fact that like there wasn't any song, like the, the just the difference in tone. Um, I mean, it shows the the power of you know our, our team with how they can tell a narrative, whatever the way they want to, whether it's through music, whether it's through just straight drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I like on a on a physical level, you know, singing the songs is the hardest part of the show for me. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of a breather from that, especially after, you know, big episodes like Mr. Greg and a lot of songs packed into a short period of time. But I did miss them because it's nice to hear a new Rebecca tune every three weeks or so. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was funny for me because I, I wasn't, as, as, since Connie was avoiding Steven, mm-hmm. I didn't really know what was going on until I got <laughs> to the episode where we meet up again at the party. And so I feel like as a viewer, it would have been funny to me to be like, oh, what's going on in Steven's head, like through a song, but I didn't get that. Right. <laughs> I didn't get that, the pleasure of knowing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like interesting, I, I feel like, because it was like, I don't know, just sort of showing how the, the show is, like the, this whole run of episodes it felt really different. Um, it was more dramatic, like you said. Like it, it just had a darker tone because like there's so much sad stuff happening. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But I felt like that was that was just like something that stuck out to me. And especially when you look at like episodes, like did you guys like note like the the parallel to full disclosure back in this the start of season two when Stephen comes oh. back from the handship and like. He's, Connie's trying to call him, and she... And right. Yeah, like, oh. role reversal. Right, yeah. <laughs> did you guys know that? Like, did you pick up on it when you first watched? I just I had someone else point it out to me. Yeah, when we were going through the boards, I think it was discussed a little bit in the studio. Nice. Um, this is sort of becoming a, a bit of a habit. Yeah. One way or the other. Yeah, it's, it's like picking up on each other's behavior. I, I didn't put two and two together in a very conscious way, but I definitely 
I remember being in the booth, I'm like, oh, they're avoiding each other again. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you talk to each other? <laughs> Just talk it out. Anything can be solved with clear communication and yeah. an open dialogue. Yeah. Mackenzie, did you, did you just go there? Yeah. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, I had to bring it in. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, it's your favorite one? Uh, of my songs. I have other favorites that are not my songs. What are, you, what are your favorite songs? Um, I mean, from that same episode, it's over. Yeah, is, yeah. Is yeah. Like it's the classic. Goat. Um, <laughs> Dee Dee's just enchanting in anything she performs in. Absolutely. Um, and her vocals are like, like goosebumps every time. Um, seeing her perform it live at Comic Con, I actually I had to oh. follow her up with that with both of you, and I was like, "There's, I'm gonna just like go up and do my thing and sit back down because I just want to enjoy this." I was so happy that I didn't have a song to say after Dee Dee sang. I was just sitting there like in awe. I think you could probably, if anyone has got a video where I was in the frame, my jaw was probably open. Like <laughs> yeah. flies were getting in. She every time she's always like, "Oh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm a little sick." Uh, she like, really. I'll, I'll try to hit the high note, and then she. Just oh wait, I didn't have a cup it. of tea. Like, I'm not warmed up, and then it's just like amazing, and you're like, gosh. I went and saw her show like uh, over the summer, and she did the exact same thing. It's real. She really does do that. Do you have I any? She's humble. Yes, very, yes. Very. Yeah. And and she should be the first to tell you like stage fright doesn't ever go away right. to some extent, and I can attest to that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, definitely. She's been doing theater shows for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> It's, but she's been and she's she knows what she's doing. Oh yeah. What are your favorite songs, Grace? Uh, I mean, from Steven Universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me see. Let me get my iPod out. <laughs> Our iPod, man. I my phone. Technically, I, I. What year is this? It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apple has taken over. Too fast. Um, uh, well. I also love It's Over, isn't it? Because how can you not? I think all of this, I mean, I have the entire soundtrack saved on my Spotify, and it it was really (laughs) funny. Yeah, and it was really funny because I remember one time I was driving with. Zach and um, the Jam Bud song came on <laughs> in the car, and Zach was in the yeah in the back seat and was like, "Wait a second, and it just says like Zach Callison on my car monitor, and I was like, "Yeah." It was maybe even better because it was in between like a Radiohead song and Father John Misty song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was a very abrupt tone More shift. Like our indie, yeah, ex- indie. my mixtape. Yeah, exactly. Like, Jam Bud's in the middle. It, of the we've got tape. like some Kid A happening, and it's like. <laughs> like idiotechs going and then all of a sudden it's like some nice bright ukulele yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's always good to keep a balance yeah that happened when i was in your car too yeah 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 yeah. when we yeah. went to downtown oh man was that when we went to jpl with the crew no i'm pretty sure that that was that was when we were in sacramento for a convention oh yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. The the songs I, I mean like I'm not even mad though because like you know the songs like pop up when you're not expecting it yeah it's like oh <laughs> it's really wholesome and it's funny when it happens with like friends that I've had since like early high school from right. my pre Steven Universe days and they're like Grace stop showing off get it you're on a cartoon like, <laughs> I'm like no it's on. just so wholesome I want to listen to it yeah I'm I'm great until like one of my songs comes mm. on mm. like I cannot get like, to skip fast enough. I, it's like the, the sound of your own voice thing. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes I'll like sit down and listen to it, like if I prepared myself just to be critical of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't 
just like listen to it in passing or for fun. Right. I was like, well, is that even a thing? Like listening to your own <laughs> voice if it's like a character voice, but like it totally is. Like, yeah, you're still you. Like, it, you still it, it, yeah, and you're like, I could have done a better job. Right. There's still there are moments in Do It for Her where I'm like, ah, that could I my vocal performance could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> But it's hard to sing in a character voice because I love to sing. But usually Connie, when she sings, has slightly... I have a very low speaking voice in comparison. And singing, my lower register is much more comfortable for me. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm I'm one to talk. (laughs) Um, Because Connie's voice is not quite as different as Zach is to Steven's. It's the same thing. Like, it's not just the voice. It's like like singing in another person's... Through another person's brain, is, yeah, that's equally tough. Because it's not, yeah, like you said, it's not just the voice; it's the way that they, they have people have a way of talking that's separate from like their register, you know, mm-hmm. right? That you pick up on. Like, I, I get what you mean. What songs do you think you talked about? Your favorites, both. It's over, isn't it? Which same, like. It's stronger than used there too. I forgot. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was the first one where I was like, "That was amazing." And then when Mr. Greg came out, it okay. It was like, "All right, they, we can get like a nice strong tie here." Right. Like, yeah. like there's no way they could ever they could ever top this. <laughs> there's no way they can ever match this again. <laughs> and it's like, um. I had to. I had to give that one its due. Yeah. Turning point. <laughs> For sure. Do you have any favorites of the songs that you have you have had for your character? Uh, like I said, both of you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was a different shade from Steven the, that he hadn't had a song in before. Mm. Uh, plus, it was part of that beautiful, beautiful episode. And then I, I feel like at that time, I, like my voice had finally like stopped changing, and I'd like figured out how to sing in the Steven voice, and I was able to enjoy it a lot more and, and like give what I felt like was a really strong vocal performance. Um, there were others in the past where I was very self-conscious about it because I was going through that at the time. Um, and Rebecca and I were still working together to figure out what keys were good for me because mm-hmm. uh, it would change every week. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, at that point, it, it had sort of leveled off. And I, I can, that's one of the ones I can go back and, and enjoy yeah. and listen to on my own. Be like, nice. <laughs> good going. Um, <laughs> I'd have to say Do It For Her was a really awesome song to be able to be a part of because... It was awesome to be able to sing with Dee Dee, for mm-hmm. one. I mean, we didn't record it in the studio together, but I think she had already recorded after, so I could hear her right, singing. So and singing so when I was doing the harmonies, I was I could hear her in my headphones when I was singing it, and that was so cool. <laughs> um, and also, it was the first time I was ever singing in a booth, so it was a really cool experience. Oh, really? To, yeah, that was. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. I. I mean, I performed on stage before but actually in a recording booth and kind of adjusting how you're singing to be in front of a microphone that's like a recording quality microphone as Mm -hmm. opposed to just screaming to be loud enough to hear yourself over a live band is very different because they can actually mix you Mm -hmm. um so that was a really cool experience for me i remember i was like what about jam buds was the same episode right yeah it feels like they're so far apart because the tone just changes yeah (laughs) i mean jam jam buds was also a lot of fun um but it was cool to be able to hit the kind of emotional range mm. and do it for her because on one hand you're like awesome Connie's learning how to sword fight yeah. and then you're getting all of this subtext about Pearl's history yeah. and the kind of programming that's kind of mm, not super healthy yeah. for a young human girl I'm <laughs> that, prepared to die yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's not good not 
it's it's very representative of the the mood swings of the, <laughs> the show sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But it never feels too jarring though. Like when you're in the moment, but like yeah, when you're listening to the soundtrack sense. and it goes from Jambots to it's Duke amazing. Her, it's like the highs and lows that can be achieved in an 11 minute. Mm-hmm time frame it's Mm -hmm. so amazing because i'll be laughing super hard at the beginning of an episode and then like my eyes will be tearing up at like the end of it and i'm like what just happened it's only been 10 minutes (laughs) at bismuth at the beginning i was like yay new team member and at the end i was like no team member gone (laughs) that was one of the most freaky scenes in the whole show for me yeah the, the fight scene at the end of bismuth it was crazy that was like the first I mean, that was the first big thing that, that Steven went through, I feel like, that was, like... Because there's a lot of things that came back to haunt him, but that one really stands out, you know? Yeah, it was a little scarring. I mean, yeah. He, this person that he thought was a friend is now, like, coming after him for something he didn't actually do. Yeah. Which is sort of a theme now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no wonder he's... People are asking if he's okay on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> The um, I, talking about the the way that the mood progresses throughout the episode, I feel like that has a lot to do with the songs too, because mm. the songs help, to, like, as a way to change the tone or whatever. Are there any musical genres that you want to see in the show for your character or just like any characters in general? Oh man, that'd be pretty cool to see some uh, some more like rock heavy mm. stuff. Yeah. I was I was about to say I mean I'm I'm working on some rock music of my own right now to release soon and that that's my sound like when I I sing with my like with Zach's voice that's I have a lot more gravel that's my natural inclination um, and it would be cool to to bring that into this and I I do a lot of hip hop influence stuff on that music as well and we did Steven's secret rap career <laughs> outside of the the guys of the show yeah. um, but it's been since Cookie Cat since we actually like did hip hop on on the show itself. Uh, so that'd be cool. Maybe maybe together, because that's, that's where I sort of live. Right, right. That'd that be a lot be, of fun. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like with Connie, um, I remember when Rebecca was telling me about Do It For Her, she was like, it's very Broadway-inspired, and that is super awesome. I'm super into that. Mm. But that's not exactly where my musical interests are coming from, so it would be cool to sort of marry that with something a little bit more in line with my taste. But honestly, when it comes down to it, I'm like, I trust the artistic vision of everyone involved right. on the show. I'm like, I am just here to help you execute yeah. <laughs> your vision. <laughs> Make me a tool. In yeah, your exactly. <laughs> like uh, I am, but a mere tool in the toolbox that yeah. is the Steven Universe cast. Utilize me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> Can I do a Phillips wrench? <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Thank there's you no guys. such thing as a Phillips wrench, is there? I don't it's know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I it, I wouldn't have I known. Wouldn't have I was known. just gonna go along yeah, with it. I was just gonna go. Zach, <laughs> why'd you say anything? <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Awesome. No, thank you for having yeah. us again. <laughs> Super cool. So what does Steven Universe think about podcasts? Well, we're going to ask him, coming right up. All right, I am sitting here with Steven Universe. Steven, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, anytime. Okay, cool. So let's jump into it. I have a question from Twitter. Um, who is your favorite character in Crying Breakfast Friends? Oh, man. Um, I I really like the egg because he has, you know, the, a lot of emotional scenes, but he's also got this really good redemption arc thing going on mm-hmm. in the storyline. And I've been following that a lot lately. Yeah, I love that one, too. Um, I've got a, the same question from about uh, five different people on Twitter. 
just asking uh, if you are doing okay uh, with, you know, recent events and everything. Um, kinda. Yeah? Better with Connie around. Good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no problem. Uh, and then I have a question from Justin, who asks, what advice would you give someone who feels like they're less valuable than others in the group? That's a good question. Um, well, I used to feel less valuable in the Crystal Gems um, than the other gems because I didn't have powers and I thought that they didn't want me on missions. But everyone has a place. And sometimes it takes a long time to find yours. But if you keep moving forward, you always will. Nice. I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah. I think that will be helpful. And then I have one more from Maya who wants to know what kind of podcast would you make if you were going to make a podcast? Ooh, I've been planning this. Um, I really want to do a show or a podcast or something about uh, rock bands from the 80s, like my dad, because he's told me a lot of fun stories from back in the day, and they used to wear crazy clothes, and I could do my hair like them for the podcast. You know that podcasts are just audio, so you don't have to, like, style your hair or anything. Oh, I, I wanted to get in character. You mean... You mean they don't even take pictures? Is that allowed? No, I mean, it's fine. That would be allowed, but you, I, if you're getting in character, then I can understand why that would be important. I'll do the full wardrobe, too. Okay. Uh, you know, that, that sounds like it would be a great podcast. All right, thank you so much for talking to me. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. The Steven Universe podcast is produced by Stacey Para, Charles Abadje, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, and the Crewniverse. Join me next Thursday as we take a closer look at Amethyst with Michaela Dietz, Dee Dee Magno Hall, Rebecca Sugar, and Ian JQ. And with a little luck, we might just get Amethyst and Pearl to spend a few minutes with us, too. So be sure to subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast at Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a five-star rating and review while you're there. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I will see you next Thursday.